Welcome everyone to an instant reaction WWE Backlash podcast. I am your host, Peter Klein. This is Couch Potato Diary. Thank you all so much for listening. I did a breakdown of the Canelo Alvarez versus John Ryder fight. Uh, so if you want analysis on that one, uh, that is part one of our Instant Reaction Sunday. Uh, part three, coming up after this one, is going to be some thoughts on the UFC card that went down at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey um, on Saturday night. A busy Saturday night. Let's get into WWE Backlash. Uh, we kind of talked about it on Fights and Football Friday. Not a card that I was necessarily like super stoked for. I was excited for the atmosphere. Um, I thought it was going to be really, really like I thought it was going to be neat. But the, when you run through the card, it's like, oh, this is this is just kind of there. This is one of those ones that in the pay-per-view era, uh, I probably would have skipped. But it comes to you from Colisio de Puerto Rico um, in Puerto Rico. Um as this was, oh, sorry, Calicio de Puerto Rico, Jose Miguel Ar Argel Argelo? Anyway, super white dude pronunciation, to let you know that these guys were in Puerto Rico, and first and foremost, the biggest star coming out of this was Puerto Rico. Um, the, the crowd was spectacular. I think they said 16,000. It felt like a like soccer arena. Like it, it felt like they were at a place for SummerSlam or WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble where there was like 45, 50,000 people. They, they laid out the arena in a way that made it feel special. Um, and the crowd made it feel absolutely spectacular. The first bout of the evening is Bianca Belair taking on EO Sky. The finish comes exactly at 18 minutes with Bianca getting the win. Um, I noticed some people online and there were some people in the crowd actually starting to turn on Bianca. And that is an absolute failing of the World Wrestling Entertainment creative staff. This is an absolute 100% locked in star. Um, just charisma flowing off of her. She has a great look. She has, like I said, the charisma. She is extremely talented as an in-ring performer. She can talk like just all of that. She checks off every single box and people are starting to get a little bit bored by her. There has not been an intriguing feud involving Bianca basically since SummerSlam. You knew the matches were going to be good, but there hasn't been a whole lot of intrigue. They need to really focus now on getting Bianca back to that level where she was a, a couple of years ago because it is slipping very, very quickly uh, away from them. Um, EO Sky, I, I'm hoping that this is kind of the, the start of her getting away from damage control a little bit. I... I do feel like damage control, that there is value in having an actual named tag team in the tag team division. Um, but EO Sky, I think has, again, superstar written all over her and feel like she is kind of being held back as being kind of the second in the, this group with uh, Dakota Kai and Bailey. And you, you kind of saw the, the start of potentially a bit of a split going on with, with Bailey serving as a distraction, but it ends up distracting uh, EO more than it did um, hurt or help her, I guess. So this this does feel like it is the start of a, a bit of a, a blow off now for for EO. Maybe they can push that to a SummerSlam EO against Bailey. Um, do you bring in one of the NXT call ups? I don't off the top of my head remember which one of them was going to to SmackDown. But do you do one of them with Dakota Kai with Bailey as kind of the, the mouthpiece and the muscle of the group? I wouldn't mind that at all. So we'll, we'll see where where this group ends up going. But I do think EO Sky 
deserves a whole lot of credit for uh, her performance, and I think the sky's the limit for this particular performer. Seth freaking Rollins defeats Omos at 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Um, Seth Rollins getting everything you can out of uh, Omos, and Omos is at the point now where he is capable of being carried in a match, which is, look, it's more than I could say. Um, and that's why everyone said, oh, well, yeah, this guy carried him to a match. A, how the hell do you know? B, um, you still have to be good enough to be carried. And Omos is at that level now, uh, I think. The the whole stomping, uh, stopping of the stomp, I thought was a really clever way. And then, like, the, the, the super stomp to, to close it out. Seth Rollins building momentum. He's going to be one of the favorites to win the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament now in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia at Night of Champions. Um, and Omos... It's a couple of losses now. I think if they're going to, to build this guy into a legitimate anything, he needs a, a feud that he can kind of thrive in, but he needs someone who can can really bounce around for him. We've seen now, though, you can get a good 10 and a half minutes out of him if you have the right guy working with him. Austin Theory defeats Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed by pinfall in a triple threat match for the United States Championship at 6.50. This was your paint-by-numbers WWE triple threat match. Um, Bronson Reed now goes to Raw. Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley go over to, to SmackDown. They mentioned on commentary Bobby Lashley going after Roman Reigns. That could be a, a decent kind of keep-busy feud for Roman as he pushes towards 1,000 days. Um, I don't think you'd get a whole lot of intrigue and in people believing that that would be someone who would take the title from him, but um, a Bobby Lashley-Roman Reigns feud I think would be good, or if they want to continue this with Austin Theory. But it was brought up on post-wrestling. Like, you now have Austin Theory and Grayson Waller on the same roster kind of doing the same thing. They're both on SmackDown, and Waller is a whole lot better at it than Austin Theory is right now. Um, they need something to be really intriguing about Theory very, very quickly because he got the win against John Cena, but not a whole lot of people thought he came out of that smelling like roses. And now this feud here going into backlash, there wasn't a whole lot there. Like it's a, it's a very, um, it's a very, very kind of stale feud right now. So we'll, we'll see where that goes, I guess. Um, Rhea Ripley defeats Zelina Vega. The crowd was all the way behind Zelina Vega in this match. They wanted nothing more than Zelina Vega to win this one. And you could have, like, there were points where I was like, yeah, I could buy them winning with it. But overall, this is what it needed to be. Rhea Ripley continues to be dominant with the SmackDown Women's Championship. Interesting now, both women's champions are over on, on SmackDown, so we will see where that goes. But Zelina Vega, I was getting emotional watching that. It was some really cool scenes there um, in, in Puerto Rico with, with uh, Zelina Vega kind of, Getting the, the hometown response, she comes out in the Puerto Rican colors, her family is there, she gets the, the star-making thing after, where the crowd is giving her a standing ovation. I thought they did a really good job of building her up. I hope this isn't just a, they were in Puerto Rico. There feels like there's some momentum behind that character now, you can go there. And then we get to the street fight, at exactly 25 minutes, Bad Bunny defeats Damian Priest in the San Juan street fight. He hits the Canadian destroyer, the, the Bunny destroyer, the Puerto Rican destroyer, whatever we want to call it, it was a flip pile driver, and he ends up winning... This was, I was so sports entertained by all of this. Carlito gets a huge pop coming out. Savio Vega gets a huge pop coming out. Bad Bunny, um, this is such an amazing partnership they have with him. He is legitimately one of the biggest music stars on the planet, if not the biggest music star on the planet. And he's just flying around for 25 minutes in a match with, with like one of your... I don't want to say stars, but a, a guy who you're relatively high on. 
Um, th this was just everything you would have wanted it to be. Damien Priest looks kind of strong with the, the putting through the table and some of those other things, and there's a lot of shenanigans, so I, I don't feel like he loses a lot losing in this bout, but you get a whole bunch of clips of Bad Bunny um, out there, whether it's going through a table, whether it's him with the, the Puerto Rican kendo stick or whatever it is. Um, th like th this is This is one of the most beneficial partnerships the WWE has right now. The Bloodline defeats Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn by pinfall in a six-man tag match. So the Bloodline feud continues. It feels like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to kind of now transition away from this feud. There needs to be a strong next act here. It does feel like it's slowing down a little bit. Um, whether it's like Solo and Jimmy, Solo and Jay, whatever the next big step is, um, it feels like it needs to be like a very big one to get the momentum back that we had going into WrestleMania because it has kind of died down a little bit. And then in the main event, Cody Rhodes defeats Brock Lesnar at nine minutes and 40 seconds. This was, it was fine. Um, after seeing this, I think ending with Bad Bunny and the, the Puerto Rican celebration probably would have been the way to go. Um, but Cody gets a win. It, it feels like a big deal. And now we're starting back the road to, to closing the book or whatever it was. Um, I don't think this does a whole lot for Cody. Like, again, it feels like a lot of things have kind of calmed down post-wrestler, or sorry, cooled off post-WrestleMania. There was a lot of buzz coming into it. Um, but like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I don't think they followed up on that as well as they could have. Um, Cody Rhodes, it doesn't feel like they followed up on that as well as they could have. Bianca is getting booed. Um... Like, it just feels like a lot of momentum. Rhea Ripley still feels like a badass, but it feels like a lot of the momentum they had going into or coming out of WrestleMania season. They had a really lackluster Raw. You have the draft in there, so maybe that'll kind of spark some new things here. Um, coming out of Backlash, going into Night of Champions, you're going to have a world title tournament, so that's going to be fun, but it all does kind of feel just a little blah right now in the WWE. All right, that's going to do it. It was a quick show. Um, so it, this is a quick show. Um, thank you all so much for downloading and for listening. This has been your instant reaction podcast to Backlash. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at primetimeclimb, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. I'm out of here.